have to stop that amazing song because I don't before the lyrics come because I don't want to get demonetized for playing that number. I am so my brain is a literal mush and I am I just dump me into the ground right now because I think I'm literally slayed and stabbed and dead because of Meryl Streep's performance tonight in the season two premiere of Big Little Lies, which was just a master class from all of them, from Shailene, from Reese, from Zoe, um, Nicole, and Laura Dern. Just a master class in what is good TV and good acting. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. It is um, shockingly the 10th of June. Already crazy wild. I know. I hope everyone had a fabulous Pride Weekend. I know I did. It was bustling and hustling and full of joy and rainbows and dancing and eating and partying and drinking and loving and just having fun. And there's a few little shady people on Sunset, on Santa Monica Boulevard, excuse me, West Hollywood, you know, who had the signs who were obviously being very controversial, um, you know, promoting things like God and, and whatnot. But you know what? I think everyone was just embracing it because Los Angeles is the place of acceptance and progression and just no values. Um, but anyways, it was a fabulous weekend. I had a wonderful time with all my friends. Um, it was just a big party. And, uh, you know, love is love. And I love all. Well, mostly I love myself. But I also love all people. But anyways, um, good morning, everyone. I hope everyone had a fabulous weekend aside from that. Um, uh, today's episode. I, I only did one episode last week because it was a quite a busy week. Um, so I'm sorry for that. But this week I'll try and get in um, a few because there's a lot going on in uh, the world of culture, specifically pop culture. Um, that sort of started at the end of the week, so I feel as though this week will be a little. I'll be a little bit better. I'll be a little bit more on it. Um, but anyway, so the first I want to go out with a bang today. Start the week off with a bang. Um, a literal bang, uh, as Alexander Skarsgård literally banged his head and got stabbed by all those things in Big Little Lies, the end of uh, season one. But tonight, um, well, yesterday, Sunday night, was the premiere of season two. It was so good. It was, it was almost as if this... I think, I think Big Little Lies season two should have come out before Game of Thrones... And I know this is a very controversial thing to say, and I feel like as though I'm going to get a little flack for saying this, but big, I feel like Game of Thrones season eight was trying to be what Big Little Lies season two was, which was good. Not that it wasn't good, it was, but it was rushed, and, and it's never good when you're rushing to finish something. And I actually watched a really interesting interview with um, Jane... The Virgin actress Gina Rodriguez and you actor Penn Basley from Gossip Girl. And one of the things she said, which is really poignant, it's a variety interview actors on actors. You guys should watch this on YouTube. One of the things she brings up to Penn is, um, you know, as because she was she was referencing Gossip Girl and Gossip Girl ended after six uh, five and a half seasons, so six and a half, so six seasons. Well, five seasons and then ten episodes of season six. And she was like, "It's an interesting as an actor, like." Do you feel as though you completed your project? Like, were you able to feel as though you left that era that?" That's amazing show, which, by the way, Gospel Girl is one of my favorite shows ever. It stands the test of times on Netflix. Um, still stands the test of time, sorry. That was muffled. Um, and he was like, yeah, I, I did. I feel grateful, which is really interesting. So I feel, feel as though, because everybody knows this, and they've all said it, that Big Little Lies season one was just supposed to be a one-season show, but they, they had no idea of the massive success that it would um, have. And it was because it wasn't rushed, and there was no intention of it being this big thing. They just wanted to make a great a season of a great show, and they did. And Leanne Moriarty is a genius, um, much like George R. R. Martin, much like all of these incredible authors who 
just come up with these worlds um in their head also david e kelly who's the who the series is written by initially and created by is also a genius um and i believe david e kelly also did revenge and i love revenge and also um one of the men who was in revenge i believe his name is uh james tupper or jeffrey nordling was um in revenge who was also in the show zoe um kravitz's husband who's amazing anyways okay so it was fantastic was phenomenal meryl streep brought it i'm gonna repeat that meryl streep brought it now you would think because with an ensemble cast like reese nicole shailene um laura dern and zoe uh, kravitz that the five of them as they say the monterey five in the season um it's an ensemble cast but you don't really need anyone else but meryl streep being in this episode was exactly what we didn't know we needed we needed her and she brings well, she, first of all, she's just the greatest living actress alive. And I know everybody says that, but she, she really is. Um, she's so... And, and, and there was a very specific scene... Okay, I'm, I'm great. I'm, actually, my mind is exploding with factoids about this. Okay. I'm going to first read the um, recap that the New York Times did, because it was very well written. And then I'm going to read one from CNN, and I'm going to play three clips for you, because it was so phenomenally done. Okay. Let me just get right into it. This is from the New York Times. Big Little Lies Season 2 premiere, Monsters. The newly minted Monterey 5 reckon with the fallout of last season's fall down the stairs and with a quietly terrifying visitor. This is written by Ali Tracha, written on the 9th of June, 2019. Season 2, Episode 1, What Have They Done? I believe that was the name of the episode. Um, okay, here we go. Ahem. Ooh, I'm so excited. I miss talking to you guys. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to, as I mentioned before, uh, put out an episode in a while, so I'm really excited to be doing this. It's great to be back. Okay, here we go. I mean, if you, don't, if you didn't watch the episode, by the way, spoiler, 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 um, but you really should have watched it. I'm sure everybody watched it, but you know, if you were like me and went out for Pride all week, you might have been tired and not had a chance to watch it, but you know what? Here we go. I'm going to recap it. Here we go. Again, season two, episode one, what have they done? Quote, do you see yourself as a monster? It's a question posed to Celeste Wright by the therapist, whose couch is once again fidgeting uncomfortably upon. I'm sorry, I want to reread that sentence because I screwed it up. But by the way, that actress who's the therapist is phenomenal. And David Rubin, who casts this show, has, uh, series, I should say, has an amazing eye for talent. Okay, I'm going to restart this. It's a question posed... Okay. I'm so sorry. Okay. Do you see yourself as a monster? It's a question posed to Celeste Wright by the therapist whose couch she is once again fidgeting uncomfortably upon. This is the same therapist Celeste and her now deceased husband, Perry, went to for couples counseling, the same one who unearthed Perry's abuse and convinced Celeste to leave him. It doesn't appear, though, that this therapist is aware that Celeste is actively engaged in a cover-up of Perry's murder. Spoiler alert, if you guys don't remember at the end of season one, Perry's murdered! But in their defense, the Monterey Five's defense... He was being a little abusive. The last time we were in Monterey, California, the night ended in a smeared mascara and disheveled updos, and of course, death. But the real circumstances surrounding that death are known only to the newly minted Monterey Five. Madeline McKenzie, Reese Witherspoon, Celeste Wright, Nicole Kidman, Jane Chapman, Shailene Woodley, Renata Klein, my personal favorite, Laura Dern, and Bonnie Carlson, Zoe Kravitz. Ask any of them and they'll tell you that Perry Alexander Skarsgård fell down some stairs in an unfortunate slip he may have deserved considering it comes as he was pounding his wife into the cement. It's a lie, though. Bonnie gave the fatal push, and for the most part, no one's really sorry she did. <laughs> I sure as hell not. Um, now, 
But that truth, and all the truths set up in Perry's history of abuse, were just too complicated a story to let out into the world. The lie was simpler, it was cleaner, it was easier. And, at least right now, it doesn't look as if the police have any real evidence to refute it. Sorry, my phone is being crazy. Okay. There's also some photos in this article, and I, I just, I, I can't stop looking at Meryl Streep. She's so good. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, oh, oh. I've stressed my vocal cords. But the police, let me continue. But the police aren't, but the police aren't who these women should be most afraid of. The looming threat isn't what the police suspect. It's what Mary Louise Wright, Meryl Streep, Perry's mother, suspects because she seems dead set on finding that monster. Now, what's interesting about Meryl Streep's character named Mary Louise is that Meryl Streep's birth name is Mary Louise Streep. So I think that was a really sweet ode to her, um... Or I should say an homage to her, you know, mother who named her. She's talked about that in interviews. And I, I've watched so many interviews on Meryl Streep. I, I like literally think like I like just am her. Well, not really because she's like a thousand times more talented than me. But hey, girl, hey. This is the part where we fangirl out over Streep because she deserves it here as much as she ever has. The overbearing mother-in-law bit is an old saw, but Streep takes it to a new more insidious place. Let's pause and appreciate, for example, the dinner table moment when Celeste and her boys in which Mary Louise attempts empathy by putting down all other quote mediocre second-rate pudgy balding middle management men who get to live with their son and her son doesn't let's out a primal scream that was so good now i'm gonna pause the article right here and i'm gonna play this scene for you this is the first clip i have for you um and it is big little lies scream now take a listen here we go this is when um Oh my, I'm so sorry. This scene is when Mary Louise, uh, Meryl Streep's character, is having dinner with Celeste, right? Nicole Kidman and her two kids. Um, widowed Celeste. Here we go. You know, the other day, I was with some friends, and um, their sons were not a patch on your dad. Not a patch. Just, I felt so angry. Angry! You know, that they're mediocre second-rate, pudgy, balding, middle-management sons. It's no life. And my Perry. My Perry. I just, I just wanted to scream. So you know what I did? What? I did scream. Want to hear? Okay. We should scream. We should scream and beat our breasts and, and tear our hair. Don't you feel angry? You don't? I just... <laughs> there are no words. There really are no words. And what is so genius about that scene is if you're watching it, really just YouTube the scene. It's the moment where she says, do you want to hear me scream and the kids, whatever. She does this head cock sort of gesture where she, it's like the, she's building up to the scream in the slightest moment. It's maybe a millisecond of a moment. And that is what is so genius about her is that even the lead up, which is the most, 
when you scream, if you don't think about it, you're not really aware of what you're doing. And that's, that's one of the difficult things about being an actor is you, you have to be very aware, but at the same time, you shouldn't be aware of it because if you're aware of your, what's going on, you're not really present, as they say. But I just, it's like, every, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just, just YouTube the damn scene because it is fabulous. And it's, I'm going to read you some memes after. It's so, it's so great. Okay. I'm going to reread that paragraph from the New York Times. Here we go. Let's pause when, let's pause and appreciate, for example, the dinner table moment with Celeste and her boys in which Mary Louise attempts empathy by putting down all other mediocre, second-rate, pudgy, baldy, middle management men who get to live with her son, who get to live while her son doesn't. Let's out a primal scream. Chide Celeste for not being able to handle her loud grief and immediately slips back into vulnerability, complaining of being so, so alone. If Norman Bates wanted to scare people, he should have dressed up like Mary Louise. Does Celeste see herself as a monster? Much in the same way she should. She shouldered responsibility of Perry's abuse in season one. She is now faulting herself for the role in his murder. She didn't push him down the stairs, but in her mind, he would have never been at the top them. He would have never been at the top if them not for how she exit her marriage. Oh, that's true, because remember, uh, they were in the car and Nicole came in was saying how she's going to leave Perry when they were going to that, like, dress-up party. Um, and he wasn't having that. Even more, um, masochistic. The good times with Perry won't stop playing over in her mind. Her romanticized versions of him are just as frequent as nightmares. Once Mary Louise practically standing over her Celeste watching, trying to read, You said rape, Mary Louise tells Celeste when she catches her waking up and her screams, Had she? Did Celeste unknowingly slip some clue, or was Mary Louise just tugging a thread? One she may be uniquely positioned to identify after having watched her violent son grow up. Whom did she make angry? Who might want to hurt him back, and why? Mary Louise's presence in Celeste's life, her willingness to help with the boys, it's all a front. She's a monoway to... She's a mo- I'm going to read that again. Mary Louise's presence in Celeste's life, her willingness to help with the boys... It's all a front. She's a monorail to squeeze out the truth, and she's applying pressure ever so masterfully, mostly to Celeste and Madeline, to see what leads she can ring out. If only she knew whom to press, the real culprit might crack far more easily. Um, speaking of which, she throws the best shade at Madeline Reese with her spoon. It's literally so funny. She calls her short. She's like, you're stupid. You're, you're a wanter. You want. You want. You want. It was so smart, and Reese with her spoon was not having it, but they're little... Bigger scenes are so good. I can't wait to see what's in the upcoming seven episodes. Okay. But not surprisingly, Bonnie is in shambles. Bonnie is Zoe Kravitz. Consumed by the lie, she has become a zombie. Yet somehow Madeline just can't put her finger on why. And her husband, as for her, as her husband, Ed, implied in season one, Madeline has a remarkable ability to pretend. What? As her husband, Ed, impl- oh, as her husband, Ed, implies season one, Madeline's remarkable ability to pretend. She pretends she's not a working mom or a stay-at-home mom, even though she's both. She pretends her love for Ed outweighs her completely depleted desire for him. She pretends she's over the affair she had, then almost read, almost rehad, and is fantasizing about rehabbing. And now she's pretending that this murder is just no big deal. So, as Bonnie sleepwalks through Otter Bay's second-grade orientation, Madeline pretends there are tons of other reasons, Bonnie might be, quote, off. Is she using? Maybe. Or maybe Bonnie's in a fuck because she slipped a quick murder into the last school fundraiser. Could that be it? I killed someone, remember? Bonnie says with stony eyes when Madeline comes to check on her after Bonnie misses a, quote, we are all still telling the same lie, right? Meaning um, of the Monterey Five. It's heavy, she goes on. And to maintain the lie, she's just had to shut herself off from it, her husband and her daughter. I just have to swallow it all. What's more, sayeth Bonnie, that's Madeline's fault. 
It was Madeline who told the police Perry slipped, and all the other women fell in line. Bonnie knows that if she had just been honest, she wouldn't have been locked in this emotional dungeon, or even a physical prison, most likely. But it's too late. Or is it? At one point, Bonnie's seen lurking inside the police station, perhaps tempting the part of herself that wants to make it right. Which forces the question, whom does the Monterey Five have to fear most? Not the police, who have nothing to disprove the well-choreographed story of the well Five connected women is Mary Louise, who seems poised to drive Celeste and her crew into a paranoia pressure cooker until one of them bursts. Or maybe it's Bonnie, whose longing for a return to normalcy may expose to protecting them all. It's hard to follow up the double whammy of who done it and who and who had done it to them. The way that they spell that's really funny. Um, that propelled the first season. So, there's reason to wonder whether will they get caught? Is it a worthy sequel? With a lesser cast or production, I would be more concerned. But especially with Jean-Marc Vallée still tethered as an executive producer and Andrea Arnold transparent, I love Dick. Oh, transparent. Um, I love that show. It's with uh, Jeffrey Tambor, who's no longer with it. Now directing? I wouldn't be surprised if what the hell happens now is all we need. Bring it on. And then the author poses this question. Things I'll be thinking about until next week. What about Renata? For the most part, she's flying high, almost unaffected by this whole thing, as Madeline. She's being featured in some highfalutin magazine as Amnabella's, I love the name Amnabella, um, teacher uh, under her thumb. She has friends now. She's, like, in the club. <laughs> That's funny. Thanks, murder. <laughs> That's funny. I'm going to read it again. She's, like, in the club. Thanks, murder. All is right in Renata's world, which means she'll probably do whatever is necessary to protect it. If signs of trouble start showing up on her path, will she throw Bonnie to the wolves? Next. I can't help but love that Celeste and Jane are now closer than ever, realizing their moms to half-brothers. Celeste is even sending Jane money for Ziggy, although Jane is squeamish about cashing the checks. That was a really important scene, um, because she says it's right money, and Celeste is like, uh, Celeste says to um, Shailene Woodley, it's part of um, Perry's estate, and, you know, wonderful um, Ziggy is, as a result of that horrible rape, it's, it's it's a very interesting line, but this is what poses for great television, the show, is because there's such uncomfortable situations that you have to think about, you know, sort of the silver lining with them. Um, who else knows about this new blended family? Is it public knowledge? Is Perry's abuse not public knowledge? Season 2 trailer suggests that Mary Louise becomes hip to at least some of this, which means Jane might be her next prey. Little Minata still called Madeline. Madeline? Oh, yeah. And that's the end of the article. That was a good article. Um... New York Times again, and it, it poses really good questions. That's sort of a brief recap. Um, there is a CNN article too, uh, but I don't know. Let me let me. What do you guys think? I'm I'm just still like out of control, sort of in awe of Meryl Streep. Okay, but I'm gonna read you some funny memes. Okay, this is what Twitter had to say. By the way, Meryl Streep was trending on Twitter. Trending on Twitter. Okay, here we go. Um. I looked away from Twitter for just a second, and Justin Bieber wants to fight Tom Cruise. Meryl Streep has won all of next year's awards, and David Ortiz got shot. Um, okay, well, that's funny. Mer- and then there's a funny picture of Meryl Streep holding a golden glow from a past award. I think it was some Devil Wears Prada. No, this is when she won the A Lifetime Achievement Award, the Golden Globe. Meryl Streep walking off set after filming her first episode of Big Little Lies, and she's holding the Golden Globe, which is true. Meryl Streep and Big Little Lies is going to be our meeting place for the next seven Sundays. Be here with me. I know you already are. The Monterey Five and Meryl Streep won't leave them the fuck alone. And then there's a picture here of... What is this photo? Oh, it's a meme from something else. Anyways, there's just all these great memes. Um, Let me see. Let me see how long the CNN article is because 
All these recaps are so fantastic. Uh, baseball star David Ortiz shot in the Dominican Republic. The ex the ex Boston Red Sox player was shot in the back by a motorcyclist who approached him directly. Please say, "Oh, that's horrible." Oh, what is going on in the world? Oh, so the Tony Awards were uh, last night, but I didn't get a chance to watch because I'm sorry, my Monterey Five was back. Um, okay. Here we go. Ooh, the CNN article is not about Big Little Lies, but it is about our queen, Meryl Streep. Okay. Meryl Streep was a scream in the Big Little Lies season two premiere. Okay, let me read this to you. This is by Sandra Gonzalez, written at 1.20 a.m. June 10th, 2019. God, she's just so good. Okay. Big Little Lies wasted no time catching the audience up on what the women... um, now to the Monterey Five have been up to since the murder of season one finale. Big Little Lies, How I Spent My Summer Vacation, reveals to us Celeste Nicole Kidman is being haunted by nightmares and a new sort of live-in mother-in-law played by Meryl Streep. It's unclear which is more bothersome to her. Just kidding, it's her mother-in-law. Definitely her mother-in-law. Ooh, I like this article a lot. She says so much to Madeline. Reese Witherspoon after Madeline has an unfortunate encounter in a coffee shop with Mary Louise Streep. Insult. Madeline with Mary Louise. Them quotation Streep. But that's actually a funny... Uh, that's her name, Mary Louise Streep, as I mentioned before. It's just Madeline and all uh, short people in a single breath. You've, you're very short. I find little people to be untrustworthy, Mary Louise says to her face. The efficiency of Mary Louise's burns is admirable as her unparalleled ability to work mention off her dead son into every situation. Example, when Madeline asks how she's doing, Mary Louise says, I can't complain. Actually, I can. My son is dead. <laughs> oh, God, the reversals is what they call them in comedy. By the way, if you've never seen Mary, uh, Mary Louise, if you've never seen Meryl Streep and Lisa Kudrow in web therapy, you should watch it. The outtakes especially are hysterical. Ah, excuse me, I'm yawning. Okay. It's very early. Later, around the dinner table, before letting out one of the most primal screams ever heard on television, she goes after mediocre, second-rate, pudgy, balding, middle-management sons of the world that don't deserve to be alive, she implies. Her parry does. That's why, it seems, she is determined to find out the truth about what happened to him. She doesn't believe the story that was given to the police, and neither do the police, the woman later learned. Elsewhere, Madeline is busy in a busybody. As ever, Jane Chilling Woodley has a new job that's probably not going to put her friends in the tax bracket anytime soon. Renata Laura Dern is as Renata as ever, and Bonnie Zoe Kravitz spent an unhappy summer in Lake Tahoe with her family. Lake Tahoe is in California. I've actually never been there, but I've heard quite things. But I have been to Mammoth, which is where I went skiing um, this past Christmas with this boy that I used to really like named Evan. Um, I don't know if Evan's listening to this, but if he is, hi, Evan. And if he's not listening, then bye, Evan. I digress. Bonnie tells Mad... Okay, ooh, I skipped a paragraph. <laughs> Thinking of this young man named Evan totally distracted me. Sorry. The latter prompts particular concern from Madeline, who confronts Bonnie at her home late one night. Turns out Bonnie has a conscience... I almost said coincidence. Um, and the fact that she killed a man isn't sitting well with her. Bonnie tells Madeline that she wishes they just told the truth, that they pushed Perry so that, that she could have gotten off. Instead, she says Madeline lied, that Perry fell and everyone followed suit. The lie leaves the group with two unsavory choices to live with their guilt or become the Monterey 5 to 10. Ooh, that's smart. Bonnie isn't the only one struggling with what happened. Celeste's nightmares are disturbing reflections of her complicated truth. She's a domestic abuse survivor. She is a domestic abuse survivor. And the part that she's had to play since Perry's death, that of the grieving widow, has not helped her begin the road to healing or closure. Um, the nightmare ends the second season premiere with Celeste and her friends all in a police lineup as they take their positions 
A figure appears on the other side of the glass as Perry. Celeste screams out, I'll effing kill you. When she wakes, still screaming, it as Mary Louise runs into the room to come for her. After a beat, Mary Louise pipes up, quote, So who are we planning to kill? Me, Meryl, me. I'm glad I read that CNN article. That was great. And now, um... I'm going to leave you with the big little lies in the weeks ahead. Season two promo for the rest of the season. Take care, everyone, and watch Big Little Lies season two, episode one on HBO. I'm having a hard time with the whole thing. It's going to get us all. Who are you talking about? The lie. Grief. It's meant to be shared. I want to be here when you need me, Celeste. I'm telling you, I think she's been watching. You left some things out, didn't you? You were planning to leave him the very night he died. You were the one that said that he slipped, that he fell. So you're all talking about me behind my back. I know that you have to protect your boys, but I can't lie to him anymore. I still miss him. Life just feels colorless now. We're not gonna break. We have to stick together. That's the only way we've gotten this far.